Well, good morning, OneChurch.tv. How you guys doing? Fantastic. My name's Chris, and uh, I'm one of the pastors here, and I am so stoked to be here at week two for our Sark series. Now, we did this second service last week, but I need everybody to put your hands up like this. Everybody doing it? All right. Then I want you to put them together. Shark series. Come on, do it with me. Come on now. We are in week two of our five-part a series entitled Shark Series. And the thing that we learned last week is that you're never to do what alone? Never swim alone. That is the first rule of the beach. It is also the first rule of life. And we talked about last week that when we swim alone, we miss our perspective. When we swim alone, we get tired. And when we swim alone, it's just difficult. It just is difficult. So uh, I want to talk about today is that the reality is that most of us are swimming in shark-infested waters, and we don't even know it. Most of us are swimming in shark-infested waters, and we don't even know it. And in fact, how many of y'all, let me hear, you're going to go to the beach this summer. Let me hear you. All right. This, <laughs> see, it's amazing. Last year, everybody's like, yeah, last week, woo, I'm going. And they were like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going or not anymore, because this series is going to make you th- like rethink going into the water. Most of us are swimming in shark-infested waters because there's sharks everywhere. As I mentioned last week, I grew up in the water. I love the water. I, I was a lifeguard. Uh, I love swimming. I love snorkeling. Um, I will never forget swimming uh, uh, past the reefs in Hawaii. Uh, I love that. When I was like in middle school and high school, uh, the, the water's crystal clear. And that was the very first time I ever swam with sharks. And I never, this is one thing I learned about sharks. If you don't bother them, they don't bother you. It's kind of like bees. But the thing that scared me to death is I'm like going along the bottom and this big old moray eel comes up. And I'm like, nope, I'm gone. Deuced out. So uh, uh, it was something. Here's the thing, as we're talking about, like I said, I've, swum, I've actually swam with sharks in water, and I've learned a valuable a lesson, and the valuable lesson is simply this. The ocean is filled with sharks. Thanks for coming to OneChurch.tv. There you go. And if you are smart, you can navigate shark-filled waters. You should always know where they are. You should always keep your eye on them, but to be honest, again, you have to be able to figure out how to swim in, in, in shark-infested waters. And some of this is just knowing that there's sharks around you. Because most of us are swimming in these waters that are shark-infested and we don't really know it. Let me kind of show you some pics. Here's the first pic. We looked at this video last week. This woman is literally only uh, just yards away from sharks and doesn't even know it. Let me show you another one. Here's another one of uh, a lady just swimming, and there's just a shark just right there. And then this next one is of the surfer. The surfer is kind of oblivious that there is a shark close to them. And, and the whole thing of it is that most of us, we all really are swimming in shark-infested waters when we're in the ocean, in the beach. But what we're going to learn today is that many of us, we're doing life around sharks, and we don't even know it. And let me just give you a heads up. Just in case some of you are like, I don't know if I'm going to go to the beach this summer. There are over 300 species of sharks in the waters we swim in. And the probability of being attacked by a shark is 100 million to 1. 100 million to 1. So just know that we're surrounded by sharks. They're everywhere. They're all around us today. I want to say that simply this, that we can't necessarily avoid the sharks, but we can swim with them wisely. So I'm going to give you a couple of principles of how to navigate 
shark-filled waters. And the first one is simply this. Don't chum it. Don't chum it. Look to your neighbor and say this. Don't be a chum bag. All right, now look at the other person that said, are you a chum bag? All right, so here's the thing. Well, let me, do you know what a chum bag is? Here's a, let me show you a chum bag. Some of you are like, I think I dated one once. You might have. All right, here's a picture of a chum bag. And what a chum bag is, is you, what you do is you take all the fish parts and you run them through a meat grinder. And they grind up all these different fish parts and they put it, put it in this oily, bloody, smelly substance and they put it all in a bag. And you put the chum in the water and it creates a slick and the sharks smell the slick and they come to the surface and bam, they hit. And it's called a chum bag. And that's what happens in our life a lot of times. Sharks come along because when you're chumming it, when you're swimming with the bait fish, don't be surprised if you become bait yourself. Don't be a chum bag, y'all, because the chum attracts the sharks. I'm just going to say this to some of you. Some of you are attracting the sharks in your life. Some of you attract the wrong kinds of people. Some of you consistently attract the wrong kinds of friends. The choices that you make, the places that you go, the hobbies that you have, the words that you use, the activities you participate in, and the crap that you put on Facebook. It attracts the, the, the sharks because you're a chum bag. And here's the thing as we're looking at this. Is you're like, oh, Chris, wait a minute. What's the big deal? I am my own person, and I'm not easily influenced by the people I'm hanging out with. I'm, you know, I get to make my own decisions. Well, the wisest person who ever lived, Solomon, disagrees with you. Here's what he says. He who walks with the wise grows wise... But a companion of fools, what happens? Suffers harm. If you swim with wise people, it will make you wise. But if you swim with sharks, beware, because there's harm coming to you. Don't be a chum bag. Don't attract the, th- the sharks. Let me give you the 11th commandment. It's not really found in the Bible, but uh, I'm making it up today. It's simply this. The 11th commandment is, thou shalt not hang out with bait fish. And here's our big idea today. Don't be a chum bag. Hanging out with bait fish attracts sharks. Don't be a what? Chum bag. Y'all hear what I'm saying today? If you hang out with people who are bait fish, you will get eaten. If you want to make it in shark-filled waters, don't be the person that attracts the sharks. Don't chum it. Don't hang out with bait fish. In fact, this is what it says. One more, we'll read it one more time. He who walks with the wise grows wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. Let me give you another verse, because maybe you're not convinced. Here's another one. The righteous, look at this, choose their friends what? Just haphazardly. Isn't that what it says? No, no. Choose their friends what? Carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. So either you're choosing the friends that you swim with carefully, or you're being careless. And in turn, you end up being lunch. When you swim with bait fish, don't be surprised when you're lunch. Don't be a chum bag. Don't be a what? Chum bag, right? Let me give you another verse because some of you, you just, well, that's Old Testament preacher. What does, what does God say in the New Testament? All right, Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Isn't that what your mom always told you, taught you? Bad company corrupts good character. But mom, see, 
what you don't seem to understand is, you know what, I'm trying to influence them. Nay, nay. Nay, nay. Let me tell you, you will be more influenced than you will be the influencer. Because bad company corrupts good character. This isn't just like a verse for parents. Because so many of us, for parents, our mom and our dad, they applied this verse to us. But so many of us, adults, we need to remember that bad company corrupts good character. It doesn't matter how old you are, how accomplished you are, how secure you are, what stage of life that you're in. I'm telling you, you cannot get away from this truth. And here's the truth. Your friends matter. Your friends matter. They matter how they impact. They determine the direction and the quality of your life. In fact, here's another one. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your what? Future. We've said that many times here at One Church. You might have good character, but if you're swimming with with the sharks, it won't be long. It won't be long until your character is corrupted. And here's the thing. You will either become a shark, or you will get some part of your life bitten out of. Because when you're swimming with the bait fish... Don't be surprised when you're lunch. So the first step in swimming in shark-infested waters is don't chum it. Don't chum it. Here's the, the second step. You've got to recognize the types of sharks that are out there. No one recognizes the types of sharks. With sharks, here's the rule is, when you see a fin, identify it. Let me share with you the law of the fin. The law of the fin is simply this. If you see a fin protruding out of the water, and if it's constant, it's bad. If we have constant fins circling in our lives, you and I need to deal with them. You remember my story from last week, 1983, Cocoa Beach. Me and my sister, mom and dad, we're there at Cocoa Beach. And dad, my dad on the beach, pulls like a chief Brody and sees fins out in the water and starts screaming, get out of the water, get out of the water. And some some local boy says, "Uh, those are porpoises. Here's the thing, porpoises bob. If it's a constant fin, that's when you have to be worried. The kinds of sharks I'm going to talk about today are the kinds of people that you and I spend time with. And I'm just going to give you a few examples. A few examples. And I'm going to get you characteristics of each of these sharks, and I want you to kind of match them to behaviors of some of your friends. Let's look at the first one. The first one is simply this. Here's a picture of a bull shark. A bull shark. Some of you actually spend a lot of time swimming with the bull sharks. They're opinionated. They're temperamental, and they're very dangerous. Did you know that more people die from bull sharks in our oceans than any other shark? Because bull sharks can travel 100 miles upstream in rivers and fresh water to find something to eat. Bull sharks are very territorial and very short-tempered. Any of y'all know some short-tempered people like that? Don't, don't point. Don't point, all right? So bull sharks reminded me of bullheaded people. You're either on my side or you're on the outside. They lose their tempers quickly. This is what Proverbs says about angry people. Don't what? Let's all say that. This is an all-skate morning. Don't what? Befriend angry people. But God loves everybody. I should love everybody, right? Yeah, you can love people, but you don't have to spend time with them. Some of you, you got some people like that. Right? You can love them, but you need to love them from afar. Right? Don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people. What will happen if you do that? Or you will learn to be what? Like them and endanger you, your soul. If you hang out with angry people, guess what? You will become an angry person. It's just that simple. 
show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Because your friends will determine the direction and the quality of your life. Some of you, you married a bull shark. Some of you, you married maybe a bull in a china shop, right? Some of you are bull sharks. Beware of bull sharks. You'll be chum. In fact, here's one of the things I'm going to be doing all this next week is every day, I'm going to post up just a Facebook Live video of talking about what a bull shark looks like and what the next shark looks like and give you some details in my life. It'll be fun. Y'all make sure to t- turn in. All right, next one. The next shark. Here is a lemon shark. The lemon shark. The lemon shark has two dorsal fins. When you see two dorsal fins, that's bad. Some of you are swimming with lemon sharks. Lemons, uh, lemons are what? They're sour, right? And my, my son, Bing, he can take a, you know, we'll go to a place and, you know, the, the tea. And By the way, if you put lemon in my tea, you and I aren't friends, right? I'm just going to be the first one to say that, right? You're not my people, all right? Because uh, my sweet tea, number one, has uh, for a gallon of sweet tea, there has to be two cups of sugar, right? I mean, it has to be diabetes in a cup, right? And But don't put no lemon in it. I'm just letting you know. And my son Bing will take that lemon that I don't eat, and he'll suck on it, he'll eat it, and he'll, he'll eat six or seven lemons. I'm like, you nasty boy. I mean, he, he doesn't have a problem, and he puckers up when he does it. And he says, oh, I want some more. Some of you are like that. You're just sour. Everything's negative. Everything's got to be their way or else they're not happy. Nothing's ever ne- never good enough for them. Nothing is ever good with them. The lemon shark, they have tons of opinions and they share them about everything. With lemon sharks, the glass is always half full or what? Half empty, exactly right. Lemon sharks are sour about life sour about church, sour about relationships, and eventually they're going to get sour about you. In fact, this is what Philippians 2.14 says. Paul wrote this. Do do everything with complaining. Now, that's some of you. That's what some of you do, right? You do everything with complaining. Is that what it says? No, thank you. Like, no, preacher, you got that wrong. Do everything without complaining and arguing. So that no one can criticize you. Did you know the Greek word for complain means literally one who is discontented with his lot in life? Another word for being a lemon shark is to grumble. Look at that verse. If you're always complaining and criticizing, guess what? You will be criticized. If you live your life being critical of others, you yourself will be criticized. Lemon sharks are sour, and if you're not careful, here's what will happen. If you swim with lemon sharks long enough, it starts to rub off on you, their attitudes, their perspectives, their negativity, and their sourness, and you will become a lemon shark yourself. Some of you, you swim consistently in the waters of negativity, and, and you, always, you always wonder, how come negative people always seem to find you? Let me give you a, an adage in life. Negativity attracts negativity. So if you're always attracting negative people, then you better maybe sit some, like look in a mirror really hard and say, am I negative? And let me just say this. I, I'm getting older in life, and I've seen a lot of people who, who the older they get, the sour they get. You know what I'm talking about? And they just get hot tempers, and they're just mean. I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be that way. But if I'm not careful, I know all of us have that in our future. Let me look at the next one. And the next one is nurse shark. The nurse shark. You've heard about the nurse shark. The nurse shark, they're bottom feeders. 
Uh, they are always at the bottom, and they move very, very slowly. Some of you, you have nurse sharks in your life. They're always in the bottom of your life, always moving slow. You can't motivate them. Some of you, you got nurse sharks living in your basement. You call them son or a daughter, right? You can't motivate them. You can't get them excited. Hey, why don't we go and try to find a job today? Um, excuse me, I'm on career mode. What did you say, Mom? Uh, you know? No. So what you do, and let me tell you, there's a, there's a Greek word for that. Change the locks. That's what you do. All right, welcome to one church. All right. Let me tell you, nurse sharks are good for nothing. They just hang out at the bottom. They feed off of whatever's happening around them. If there's gossip happening, they don't stop it. They jump in on it, and they become, it becomes a feeding frenzy. If someone is willing to gossip uh, to you about somebody else, guess what they're willing to do? They're going to gossip about you to somebody else. So be careful. In fact, this is what Proverbs 16, 28 says. A troublemaker stirs up dissension. What separates the best of friends? Gossip does. We have to be careful. Our speech matters. If you look at a nurse shark, what you often find is they seem very unengaged. They're they're moving slowly. And nurse sharks in the wild very rarely ever attack any humans. But when something is being attacked, they're going to jump in, and that's where that gossip feeding frenzy. What about this one? The hammerhead shark. The hammerhead shark. When I think about the hammerhead shark, I think about stubborn and hard-headed. Again, some of you, you know about this because you're stubborn and you're hard-headed, right? People who are stuck in their ways the way it used to be. And you see these people all over Facebook. They're putting stuff, how come things can't be the way it was in their 40s? Ain't too many people posting that in Facebook these days, by the way. Uh, uh, how about things can't be the way it was in their 50s or in the 60s or in the 70s. And you know what? If we're not careful, um, we're going we're gonna to say, how come things can't be the way it was back in 2000s and 2010s or whatever it was? So uh, it's just, it's just it, they're just stubborn, and they're always looking back to the past. All right, what about this next one, the cookie-cutter shark? The cookie-cutter shark. Look at that little shark. Isn't he cute? He's just a little, I mean, he's just, the cookie-cutter sharks are small, but they also have small brains. They don't think on their own. They always are in the herd mentality. These are the people in your life who always look at what everybody else looks. Oh, you have this type of bag? It doesn't matter if it costs $300. I'm going to get that type of bag. Oh, you just might not be that smart. And now, some of you, you're feeling insulted right now. Welcome to One Church. Okay? Some of you, I'm, I'm picking on the ladies. Let's pick on the guys. Right? Man, I, man, you don't seem to understand those $80 Yetis. Man, it keeps my drink cold. Yeah, for $80. For $20, whatever it is. You go to Walmart, you get the Buddy Brand. Anybody got the Buddy Brand from Walmart? Come on, Cletus. I'm just saying, right? So It keeps it cold, and you still got Benjamins in your pocket. Right? I'm just, but see, but, but Yeti, that's, that's the end thing now. And it's amazing how many things are in and then they're out again and the in and they're out again. And we just want to be like everybody else. We want to dress like everybody else. We want to do what everybody else does. Uh, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more on Facebook Live, but I'll never forget my wife went to a women's event not too long ago, probably, you know, six months, year ago. And she goes to this event and everybody has the same purses and they're all dressed the same way, and uh, it's, it, the entire crowd is, is just, it, it's Caucasian, 
okay, just a huge Caucasian crowd, and the speaker gets up and talks about diversity, right? I'm like, you know what, you might be missing the mark here, right? Because everybody not only looks the same, they dress the same, they're trying to fit into the same mold. And in, in, in cookie-cutter sharks, that's how they think. They just want to go with the herd. Here's the next one. The black-nosed shark. The black-nosed shark. The black-nosed shark is distinguishable because they have a black splotch, splotch on their nose. And these are the people who can't get over that one blot in their life. They keep going back to their problems, their problems, and they use their problems of their past as an excuse not to move forward. They have excuses for everything. But you've heard me say this at one church. You can either make excuses or you can make progress, but you can't make both. Black-nosed sharks, somebody needs to tweet that immediately. All right, black-nosed sharks are people who allow the pains and the problems of this life to define them. Something happened to them years ago, and they cannot get over that hurt in their life, and it happened 22 years ago, right? This is what Ephesians says. Paul wrote this, get rid of all what? Bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words. Instead, here's how you should act. Forgive one another. How? Just as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. If you're not careful, if I'm not careful, if you choose not to forgive and to wear your failures and wounds like badges on your snout, you will become bitter and drive people away. Remember, things are either going to make you bitter or they're going to make you better. But you can't have both. We've talked about a lot of these sharks, but the most popular shark, the man-eater, what is that shark? The great white shark. Here he is, the great white shark. The most cannibalistic and the most dangerous of all the sharks. Get this, this is a fact. You never see great whites in captivity. Never. They are ferocious. Great whites are the most prideful, the most egotistical shark there is. They are alpha predators. You better watch your back because here's the one thing about great whites. You have some people who act like they're your best friend, but the next moment they will turn on you and eat you for lunch. They are, the, they are your worst enemy. And I'm telling you, the great whites in our lives, I found this, the people who promise us the most many times end up hurting us the most. You ever notice that in life? Some of you are swimming with the sharks. You're swimming with the bait fish. Don't be surprised if you become bait yourself. You're a chum bag. You're attracting sharks. You're attracting all of these sharks we talked about. You're attracting all the wrong people in your life. And some of you, you're like, well, Chris, I, I can't identify anybody like that in my life right now. If you can't identify anybody like that, any of those sharks in your life, you may be one of those people. You may be the lemon shark. You may be the great white. You may be the bull shark. You may be the hammerhead. I'm telling you, I think so many of us, we have to beware. We've got to beware because today it's time for a change. It's time to change ourselves and to change who we spend time with. And I'm curious. I mean, how many of you, you would say you've got one or more people like that in your life? Let me just see your hands. Raise them, put them down. Okay? I think a lot of us are like that. Again, if you didn't raise your hand, you must not be on Facebook. In fact, let me just give you a, a, just, y'all need to get ready to tweet this one. The waters of social media are the perfect place for sharks to swim. Some of you, if you got people who are ranting 
and raven. I'm telling you, you need to unfriend those puppies. You need to at least unfollow them. You, I mean, because sharks love to friend you on Facebook and then go on rants and talk trash about you two days later. Sharks like to like your picture on Instagram and then talk negatively about it two days later. I'm telling you, you've got to be careful because the waters of social media are the perfect place for sharks to swim. So let's get really applicable as we close today. How can I apply what we've learned today? So let me give you a way to shark-proof your life. And it really has a good picture. This picture really does give a, a good example of that. What is this? This is a shark next to a shark cage. A shark cage. A shark cage allows you to be around sharks but keep you safe. Keeps you from being eaten. It protects you from the sharks that we so often get to swim with. Now, by the way, there's a new movie coming out this summer called 47 Meters Down. And it's about a, a two people who are in a shark cage, and the shark cage, the, the rope breaks. So uh, good luck with that one. Um, <clears throat> but let me just simply say this. What a cage does, the best way I can describe a cage realistically for those people in here in our life is simply this. I will offer unconditional love, not unconditional access. You see, God calls us very clearly, we are to offer unconditional love. You can offer someone unconditional love without giving them unconditional access to your life. Now again, let me be very clear. I believe that the greatest commandment, the greatest demonstration of God at work in our life is when we love others unconditionally. I understand that. That we are called as a people here at one church to love others unconditionally. That means we're, we love the people who are easy to love and we will love the people who are difficult to love. That means we love good people and we also love sharks. We love loving people, lovable people, and we love people who aren't so lovable. We offer unconditional love, but we don't have to offer unconditional access. It's not unloving to restrict access in your life. Now, some of you know where I live, all right? Some of you don't know where I live, and I think that's a good thing. But I would dare say none of you have a key to my house, right? Because, again, you can know where I live, but I'm not going to give you access into my home. So we put up a shark cage. We create boundaries that restrict sharks from getting into your area. Sometimes that means you have to define and redefine relationships, Define and redefine boundaries because sharks are tenacious. They find ways to break the boundaries, so we have to create new boundaries. In fact, let me just show you a quick video. This is a shark cage gone wrong. Watch this. In October, a film was taken off the coast of Mexico. That shows the terrifying moment a shark managed to get inside a diving cage, with diver Ming Chan still inside. The video shows the three-meter gray white shark devouring a piece of bait before somehow managing to end up on the wrong side of the bars. Chan was able to escape out of an emergency exit, only to discover two more sharks circling hungrily only a few feet away. He said, I felt his panic and thought, hey, come on, buddy, you don't want to come into my cage. I didn't have time to be frightened, but found myself outside the cage. Hoping to escape the predators, Chan returns to find that the first fish has managed to swim out. Outside, the other divers have only just realized that the cage in question had someone inside, and there are several nervous moments as they wait to see what has happened. Then there were sighs of relief as he makes his way to the surface. 
tapping his head to indicate that he's fine. The cameraman said, I thought I was filming someone dying. I couldn't believe he just walked out of it. Chan has stated that, despite his horrifying encounter, he hopes he can get the chance to go diving in shark territory again soon. That's because he's an idiot. Right? Now, you need to know this. I'm encouraging you. You know, it's okay to have those safe times with the cages, but if I'm in the cage and the shark is in the cage, I say nay-nay. All right? We have to set boundaries in our lives to keep the sharks out, and sometimes that shark will nudge into that cage, and you have to redefine the boundaries, right? Boundaries are important. Boundaries are a way for us to be able to shark-proof our life. Some of you would do well to establish some boundaries with the sharks in your life. You've got, you've got unrestricted access to all the wrong people. You're inviting all the wrong people to have access into your life, into your kids, into your family, into your finances, into your marriage, into your future. You are letting sharks swim in your inner circle, and you have no boundaries. But the Bible actually points us to a life with boundaries. In fact, this is what it says. Boundaries are biblical. This is Psalm 1-1, one of my favorite psalms out of the entire Bible. Blessed is the one who, what? Does not, everybody say does not. Does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, nor take a seat in the company of mockers. In other words, if you want to be blessed, you're going to have to have some boundaries. You ought to have some boundaries. Don't do life with these sorts of people, with the wicked and the sinners and the mockers. Don't follow their advice. Don't even stand with them. Don't sit with them. Don't walk with them. You can't go where everybody else goes and expect to be different than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to distinguish yourself. You've got to have some boundaries. If you want to be blessed, how many of y'all want to be blessed? Let me hear you. If you want to be blessed, then you can't live like everybody else does. You're going to have to make a decision. I'm going to have to avoid being around some people. There's some people you don't need to give access to in your life. Why? Because the people you hang out with will determine your future and your destiny. You show me your friends and I what? Show you your future. Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guarding your heart is a boundary. It's biblical. There are some people you need to keep your guard up with, and there's other people you can drop it with. You've got to set some boundaries. Some of you today have a broken heart because you didn't have the right kind of man. You allowed some shark, some snaggly tooth, hungry, cannibalistic shark who looked good in jeans show up in your life and your heart was broken because he took a chunk out of your heart. It's a result of boundaryless living. You didn't restrict access. You allowed the shark in the cage where you lived with. You met him online and two weeks later, you're in love with him. Really? Seriously? He might be a shark. Your Facebook friend with them, and now you're listening to their advice on marriage, on relationships, on raising kids, on our political climate. Can I please, can everybody stop posting about political stuff on Facebook? Dear Lord, rant is over, all right? See, if you're a middle schooler or a high schooler, and every hour you check your Instagram to see how many likes you have on your selfie, really? You care that much about what people that you don't even really know about think of you? 
that you're going to let them define your value and your self-worth. No, you don't open unrestricted access to people who don't deserve it. It's great to love everybody. We should. I want to be the most loving church and the most loving people on the planet. I want us to say about onechurch.tv, that church loves everybody. I wanted to say about us that that we're not known for what we're standing against. We know who we stand for. I want to say that we love unconditionally, but we cannot give unconditional access to everyone in our lives. Sharks don't get to speak into my life. Sharks don't get to share every opinion with me. Sharks don't get the same amount of time or attention or energy or investment that other people do. If you're spending every day with sharks, you'll either become one or you will be attacked by one. Now, some of you are thinking, well, that's just kind of harsh. You're just being harsh. Well, let me show you what the New Testament says. Warn a divisive person once and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. That's what the Bible says. And some of you, you're here and you're like, you're going to argue over this or argue over that. And you hold, you're, it's okay to have honest discussions. But if your whole job is to bring divisiveness, that is not helping the body of Christ. Have nothing to do with them. Jesus said it like this. Don't give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. Beware, pigs don't get my pearls. I restrict access in my life to sharks. You have to create boundaries. Some of you, again, we love unconditionally, but when you don't give unconditional acceptance. Some of you, you probably need to unfriend or unfollow some people on social media. Some of you need to stop spending so much time with that friend who's always running in that same direction. Uh, Some of you need to have the conversation, you know what, I love you, but I'm not going to listen to your advice anymore because you really don't have my best intentions in mind. Some of you, you're a chum bag. You're attracting the wrong types of people. You've got to put up some boundaries in your life. And you've got to change the internal part of the chumniness that you have and let God really rework you. Because if you have dead and death stuff and all your posts and stuff like that on Facebook or this, you are going to attract dead, nasty, awful stuff as well. Sometimes who you unfriend is as important as who you befriend. Did you hear what I said? Sometimes who you unfriend is just as important someone you become friends with. Some of you are swimming with the sharks. Before we're done, I simply want to say this because I know some of you, you have sharks in your life. And as I'm talking about these messages and the different types of sharks, names are flooding into your mind. And you feel like you are circled and surrounded by sharks. I want to simply say, this is what the Bible says, that there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And his name is Jesus Christ. He will always have your back. He is the best friend that you could ever have in this world. He will always have your best intentions at heart. When the sharks come your way, you're going to have to learn to depend and lean upon him. And I promise you, you will never be disappointed. If we could all bow our heads and close our eyes. Because I simply think that God is speaking to some of us right now. Some of, God is speaking to some of us about our relationships. There's value in the people that you're with. 
We will love them unconditionally. God, I pray that we will not grant unconditional access. And God, I pray, Lord, from this point forward, that we decide right and now that we are going to lead the way and not follow. We will model it and not follow it. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, I wonder today, how many of you would say, Chris, I've got some decisions that I need to make about some boundaries. I've got some decisions I need to make about some friendships. I have some decisions I need to make about the people I need to hang out with. God is speaking to you right now. I'm just going to ask you, if you need to just need some prayer about making some of those decisions, if you would just lift up your hand quickly. You can put it down. Good, thank you. Anyone else? I want to let you know, I'm going to be right outside the theater, and Carlo and I, we're going to be there, and we're going to be willing to pray with you to be able to help find some of those boundaries you might have. And I simply want to say this. We could all just keep our eyes let me see you up here right now. For right now, some of you, the best way that you can find new friends and not swim with sharks is some of you, you need to join a community group. In fact, there's a graphic behind me that you can text 25827, I believe it is, and you can join one of four groups, and they all start this week. We have one group starting tonight, Sunday night, and it is... uh, Dave and Patrick on the far left. Monday, we have Katie Matthews, who's leading a Monday night group at the church offices. Again, you, you're welcome to text 25827, text SHARK to that, and you can join uh, Katie's group. I'm leading a group on Tuesday nights at the church offices. And then we have Luther leading a group on Thursday nights. It's not too late. If you want to redraw boundaries, if you want to get healthy, if you want to surround yourself not with bait fish, but if you want to surround yourself with wise people, because if you walk with the wise, you will become what? Wise. I would encourage you to do this. And as you leave, I simply want to say this. Every week, we give out small group questions based upon the sermons. And you say, okay, Chris, maybe I'm going on vacation this week, so I can't make one of those groups. You can text, you can sign in, you can sign up, and you can show up next week. But you can go ahead and grab the small group questions. You can do this as you're reading your Bible throughout the week. We want to be able to encourage you and equip you in any way so that you can take your next step as you get close to Jesus Christ. Guys, let's all stand up. We're going to sing this last song. Thanks.